ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com At Leia Healthcare, we always want to give our members more. So now you get unrestricted access to a world of benefits that will help you stay healthy. From convenient video calls with a GP to get prescriptions online, to easy access to experts when you finally want to do something about your ropey knee or dodgy back. And if you do need to see someone urgently, our clinics are available for minor injuries, all without you needing to put your hand in your pocket. Let's stay on top of your health, in every way. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Insurance provided by Ellipse Insurance Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Unrestricted benefits are available until the end of December. Fair usage policy applies. Yeah, so back keeping the ball on the ground. The two tremendous young men, Andy Halliday and Kev. What's happening, lads? All right. Hi, Oof. good mate, good. good Sorry, I just seen a wee yawn there. <laughs> tough <laughs> weekend. Aye, tough weekend, Si. I seen you were out. I was out Saturday, we gave my golf, and then an all-day session at my pal's house, so getting home at four in the morning when the birds are singing, the sun's coming up, it's never good. No, I, I end up a wee bit worse for it, to be fair, Saturday. you do it as well, eh? Aye. It's weird though, isn't it, because you, you get that drunk, like pubs stop serving you, but Chippy still serves you to. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Did you get nothing? That would be the same bracket. I seen you were at your dinner. Why did you keep your coat on? I don't know. I, did, I, I don't know. I don't know. I had a t-shirt on and I didn't know how to show my nips. So. <laughs> 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 By the way, what I last time, Bobby Madden. Uh-huh. Now, somebody actually screenshotted a picture of you and Bobby Madden sitting next to each other and text me saying, that's amazing you managed to get Willie Coleman and Bobby Madden. <laughs> 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 oh, he was good, Tony. It was class, aye. He, he, he just talks like one of the boys, didn't he? He's a Ned, basically, isn't he? Aye, it's perfect. That's what you want. Oh, he gave me a start. Did he actually? Uh-huh. Didn't so you got him back? Didn't you? Aye, you don't really wear football stuff so much, mental. He gave Slaney a tarat one. I know, I saw that on ben one Ficker. of the media things, aye. And he let you blow his whistle in the car park after. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Bobby was sound. He's a good guy, isn't he? He is. He, 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 I think. Him having on the show in the future on the games and that, maybe fans will give him a bit more respect because he's just a, a normal guy just doing a job. But no, he's funny, he's got some banter and some shite banter too as well. But nice. Shite ref, good banter. Good guy, hopeless ref. Aye, hopeless um, ref. Now, talking of hopeless refs, you thought Bobby had a shocker last week. What about John? What about Mossy? I can't believe it and I've seen it, honestly. <laughs> What's I, he thinking? I, I, I have not done that since I was 14. <laughs> I got my nickname in my boots uh, you see people who are like oh, their kids names or something like that but not even his name his nickname on his boots what do you, think, do you think he's done that himself aye there's a bit of vain there's the other side that's no you don't be doing that 
Other than that, Bunyan, have you ever had any on the side of your feet? No, mate. <laughs> nah. Uh, nah. I would never. What, why bother? He's a ah, rifle, man. I know. It's <laughs> just trying to steal the show. I think we should get some Bobbies onto Bobby Madden's Copa Mondiales or something. Uh, I Mads. love Bobby. I love Bobby. I have. Aye. Here, uh, there he's in, look. Oh, Pelly? Better than Pelly underneath, <laughs> I'm like, better. Spotty Pelly. Oh, there he's Slain dog. Go on, announcement. What's happening? He's taking up tennis. No chance. He's not coming back until his forehands. He says he's not coming back until he gets his forehand perfect. I was up watching him the other day at Kelvin Grove Park. <laughs> <laughs> him and the winger were playing tennis right now. No and the crowd started gathering and I thought, oh, they must love sleep. But if he thought it was Boris Becker. <laughs> <laughs> no, he won't be back, so. Are you actually joking? Why is he taking up tennis? He's just taking up tennis, mate. Oh, my is God. <laughs> I said, he's coming on this week. He says, I can't until I get my, my forehand perfect. <laughs> can't sleep right now. But he won't be back soon. Uh, right, we'll talk about the, the friendlies. Andy, we'll come to you first because you, I know you watched every single minute of both of them. How did Rangers do, right? I watched the first game against Leon, and to is it be weird fair, watch, sorry, is it weird watching him as a fan though? Eh? I, I in a way, but it was more weird just again that you're just watching a pre-season friendly and I said them with no fans. But it, it, it was a very, very, very typical of what Rangers have played in Europe last season. Just out of possession, solid, uh, soaked up everything that sort of Leon had to offer, and, and, and very, very quick in the counter attack. And to be honest, could have could have won quite comfortably. Went down to ten men obviously early, and uh, just continued to dominate the game. So it's. It's, it's a pre-season friendly, so you don't take, take too much away from it, but the signs were there. Who, who looked good? Uh, people said Edmondson done uh, well, and the other boy for Leicester as well, no? Everyone's sort of done well. The, the boy Bassey, he looked rapid. Mm-hmm. That's what he, he looked very, very quick when he came on. Uh, I think the midfield, in particular, in that game sort of dominated. Kenty, before he went off, had flashes, and then, and then Hadji got a, a goal and a half all game, because I don't know if it was two goals, but... But to be fair, the majority of the team done well. Kev, you watch any of the Celtic games? Yeah. <clears throat> I think quite a lot of young boys played the second game. The first game was 1-1 when East. I think they played the full team. I think well, this is the first lot of games for both teams, isn't it? So, um, I don't think you can take, like Andy says, you can't take too much. But usually it's just to try and get fitness levels up. It's the games come near the end of the, the pre-season tour that kind of make you, give you a, a perspective of how things are going to be. But... I didn't really see them, I was too busy. Um, but uh, that's terrible though, watching. It's mad though, and people on Twitter like pure react to. Aye. But. but, but, but nobody cares about people. Nobody cares. cares. I didn't, did you? No. I, I, I don't know. You almost say that because Celtic didn't win it. <laughs> <laughs> nah. If Celtic had a win, it would have been a bit more chatty about it. Andy, but obviously, we'll let you have your nah, moment. I actually didn't care about pre season, did no. you? Nah, nah, but it, you did care if you see if you were playing bigger teams though. Yeah. It was a good chance to obviously apply yourself against bigger opposite. We played Marseille last year though and they were hopeless. Beating five 0 aye. Hopeless. And we what, all the thought we all thought. Aye, that's full starting eleven. We all thought going into the game like this would be a, a good test, tough test for us and, and obviously they, they didn't care as much as we did because we went five 0 See young guys like see when I went away with even the first team, I remember Tony Mowbray pulling me before the first team game in Australia and like that. Do you just take the piss all the time? Because like, it was pre season Tony, like, I was just Going about laughing and joking, and he's, he couldn't believe it, mate. But pre-season for me, like the main objective was just to get fit, and then hope that you'd done enough in the, the important games that you were going to be the one called upon that first day of the season. See, when you're not called upon that first day of the season, you just think, "Fuck it, what's happened?" Aye. And I, like, I don't know. Like, I, for me. It was just all about getting fit. Like you say, in a joke, I remember being a young guy and thinking, oh, I'm going to be with the first team for like a couple of weeks. This will be class. Because yeah. it seemed that they didn't give a shit, but... <laughs> That's a classic that. for the manager, though, where they'll say, like, 
it's just about fitness and that, getting yourself fit. But if you play shite, they'll slaughter ah, you. I absolutely ruin you. Aye, so see Peter Head, right? Don't listen to that shout. See Peter Head, see Jim, he's the most chilled guy in the world. See during the season or not? He could be getting beat free and he's he's actually all right. We go up to pre-season at Peterhead, right? We always play a Highland League team on a Saturday because it's a good test, they're decent. And then we get a night out on a Saturday night and then we play like a local junior kind of pub team on a Sunday. We always get a night out on a Saturday night after the first game, right? And you're, if you're wake up, you're still half, half pissed and you're out playing on a bubbly pitch, dog shit everywhere. Mate, he's going off his tits on the side and I'm thinking, I've been fucking out last night, man, relax. And I bet he said it's all about fitness. He says it's all about, oh, this is just about fitness, I know he's out last night, just, just get through it. Mate, and he's going off, he's not at the side, man. Oh, it's classic manager shouts, mate. <laughs> Why classic manager shouts. Mate, we was the same, same pre-season, he used to get so angry. Uh, he, hooked, he hooked Ross Wallace and Charlie Mulgrew after 30 minutes, we were away in Poland. 30 minutes in, hooked him in a pre-season friendly. <laughs> what are you thinking getting hooked after 30? You're thinking that's it, we're done now. Aye, 100%. Especially in a friendly, because I've never ever seen that before. I Even, well, probably going to get into Kenny's red card and that. Usually it's just the old sub in it. Like, uh, he yeah. needs to go off, get somebody back on. Oh, straight no. red card <laughs> It's got far too serious, but what? Even refs used to take pre-season as a bit of a piss take, didn't I they? Know. Scary. Uh, Ken, obviously Rangers disciplinary record wasn't great. Uh, something that Gerard wanted to stamp out It's not an ideal start is it? Uh, but to be fair Rumour was it was because his barn That he got sent out <laughs> So we, we can understand <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's took a Castori badge Turned upside down And just stapled it to his neck I don't know what that oh is God. But uh, we've, we've spoke before about uh, Obviously Rangers disciplinary record But it's, it's a new high Getting a sent off Sent off in a friendly He's but an angry guy ain't he Ken? He's, he, it was like It was petulant uh, It was more a reaction But See, to be fair, like, Kent is somebody that you, you'll see him get kicked up and down the pitch in an 80 minute game, and he's, I've never seen him react like that, so I don't know. It was obviously a strange one to see it, but we're just trying to beat the record of 33 cards last year, so. <laughs> yeah, he's missing, his, yeah he's missing his pet snake. I think he's missing his snake, aye, so that's why he took the tongue off and put that in his hair. Talking it, Kevin Kyle's got, if you believe the Daily Sport, Kevin Kyle's got a pet snake. Aye, so aye. <laughs> Daily Sport, the people landing on the moon, man, and everyone. So take as much as you want to that story. By the way, we need to mention on the show as well, I don't know if you've how long you've watched it, but you know Willie? Uh, Willie Pearson's cousin, um, Nigel, sacked for Watford yesterday, absolutely devastated. Aye. Did you play with the Scotland youth teams? No, no. Do you know Willie? No. No, you don't. He was like a, he's been a coach for years in about the youth setup. What you've set up? In Scotland? No, well, generally, I don't know who he is. Is that that guy that we talked about the show? Everyone Arden? knows Willie Pearson. Except for me, clearly. There he's there. How many people have we got you got with that joke? Oh, I, <laughs> I can't even believe I've fell for that at all. Oh, brilliant. Uh, right, Kev, we mentioned obviously Celtic young players playing Dembele. I think the boy Robertson played, you and Henderson came back. Can you see any of these young boys breaking into Is it too big a year now for to be I risking think, young uh, boys? Aye, no. The, I think the kids can come in and the, the experience they get from playing a few pre-season games will, will give them a good uh, foot and going forward. But the magnitude of what's at stake this week, this year, in terms of possibly 10 in a row or what have you, Celtic's going to try and they'll probably sign a few players, I think, Si, before the season gets started. Um, so that puts the young kids further down the pecking order. Um, but what they've got to do as the young kids is just have that mindset of doing everything right in training, uh, doing pre-season well, so that if things do change and there is an opportunity, they're ready to come in and play, but I can hardly, I can't, I can't see them breaking in, but you, you never know in football, I, I think. That was always my thing, though, isn't it? I would just to sit and think, like, I'm getting 30 minutes here. I'm never. I could come on in here. What do this? No way. I'm going to start a season playing. Aye. Do you know what I mean? It was it's, like it's 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 soul destroying. It's no nice to think that. that's how football is, but that, that is, is how it is. 
And that's Especially the reality the of professional football that you could get in the pre-season, you could be like 10, 12 goals over the course of four or five games. It doesn't fucking matter because if the number nine Edwards fit or whatever Morelos is fit at Rangers, you're not getting past them. So you've just got to sit there, bide your time and pray for a miracle, really. Although I, I did room play. with James Forrest on his debut, played Man United in America. And he'd never played a minute, eh? and he was he was nervous wreck, and he was John O'Shea, mate, and he absolutely rinsed him eh, for ninety minutes. And then James, he went and played the season. So no. I've never seen a youngster have a bad debut. Have you not? No. You've never. You obviously never seen me play. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> joking. I've actually know though. I don't know if it's just because there's not much expectation there, or, or what. But I've no, I've never, I've never seen a, a youngster have a poor debut. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm somebody that's big on, on trying to give youngsters a chance. But it is hard at Rangers and Celtic when you've got players that are there on X amount a week and. And like, like Kev said, that's 65 quid, mate. <laughs> that's living at large. Life for free. Aye. And, uh, but it's just the expectation, the pressure week in, week out to win. So I don't know if clubs, uh, the bigger clubs you see it is, is too much for, for the young players, but they're not the earlier, they learn it the better. The thing is, at some point, <clears throat> the, the youngsters, if you look at like Celtic, Tierney, uh, Callum McGregor, James E. Forrest, at some point, somewhere in the past, they got an opportunity yeah. and made it their own. So... These kids just have to have to have that mindset that right. If they get an opportunity, you can only do the best you can, and hopefully it leads to something. But it, it's difficult. You wonder actually how these young players actually get through. But the day they eventually get through and they play, and the good ones get through. The good ones, the really really good ones, get through and they make a really good career. Other ones sometimes have to go away for a big club to start come back podcast. again, start again. Start a what? Start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, we've got you on the as I'll ask you a good. Rangers youngsters, who's good coming through? I like the boy Patterson. I'm a big yeah. fan of Patterson. He's probably been the one over the last. I started doing my B license uh, uh, just at the start of last season, uh, so I took a, a bit more to do with the, the under twenties and eighteen. So I've seen quite a lot of their games over the last couple of years, and Nathan Patterson's always one that stood out because he's he, he's he's similar style to Alan Hutton, where he's he's big, he's rangy, he's athletic. Something he's got to work on is probably his, his defensive duties one v one, but. <clears throat> You know, when you're when you're playing at Rangers and you're going to dominate the ball a wee bit more, it's, it's going to suit his attacking intent. But I, he was one his debut last year, albeit Stranra, but we were shite that day, and he was probably the standout performer on the on the day. So I think now that John Flanagan and Matt Poster were the sort of two backup right backs, and they're away now, so he's probably going to be one that's going to get a chance this year. Good. Uh, just on bad Barnett's Kev, anyone else that you can think of that you've played? Both Sean Thornton had a couple oh, of shots. Oh, Sean Thornton. You know what I think? That's he a had a bit of him for Remember his name. Good player, Northern Ireland. Very good, Northern Republic Ireland. <laughs> he was a good player, though. He was the strangest boy I've ever come across. I think in football, he was like stranger than. Uh, I think up there, right? Because he was pure ginger, but dyed his hair white. He liked the whole um, rap music. He right. loved the the bling. He once got his uh, he once got his floor a uh, wooden floor in his house, and they got like a big carving made out. Sean Thornton's pad all the way around the circle and as you walked in it was like engraved into the floor <laughs> love that and uh, remember we got promoted there was a video when we got promoted for the championship to premiership he did a rap video live in the dressing room and that and there was like pure but he was honestly man he was a, such a good player but you just could not get that guy out of the pub he was quite heavy wasn't he huh? Aye, every Tuesday club win a game Saturday win lose or draw he was at Saturday Sunday Monday was a mess and then obviously Tuesday club started the Tuesday so he only had Wednesday half so but Basically, he's a hero, mate. Aye. <laughs> to be fair, him and Jeff Whitley were alright, but the two of them were great guys. So. Another guy who had a terrible band and also had a pet snake is Liam Lawrence, isn't it? Lenny. Lenny. Jeez, oh man. That was a python. Uh, his nose, when he grew up as a kid, 
two parts of his body grew longer than every other part. <laughs> his nose and his thing in his pants. His Willie Pearson. Oh, his Willie Pearson. Was, <laughs> it just wasn't the fact that it was long, it was the girth. Fucking <laughs> hell, man! Uh, uh, but no, Lenny. Lenny he had a bad barn as well. But um, that's the one thing he used to hate because everybody used to like slag his nose off because he had a massive nose. Uh-huh. Right, I'm glad I've got young. So we need to ask you, where does Wee Morelos get his haircut, man? I don't know. I don't know. But does he needs get... to go back and finish the rest of it because I don't know why he gets half a haircut out of <laughs> But I think that's just he's, he's just. Did he's he's just ever say? Did he's just... ever say when he was? Like... Aye, but he, obviously can't speak English, so it's a waste of time. I just need to learn bad, bad barnet in Spanish. But ah, oh, it's shocking. But. <laughs> It's a good question, worst Barnett, man, there's been a few, but I'd, I, I've got to get to Brandon Barker because I've never seen somebody cling on to hair as much as he does. He's I, just don't, got, I don't know, mate, I can think No, that. come on, there, there's levels to this. But he's just got that ultimate Velcro Barnett where it's just bold, but he's just got that Velcro strap that he just, you know, <laughs> just side sheds over it. Bobby Charlie, that. Gerard's got a bit, right? He's quite, but he keeps his hair the one length the full way around. Why does he not shave the sides? I don't know, but he's got a great head of hair, isn't he? Uh, so thick, uh, isn't Great head of hair, so I, I'm the one that's like somebody with better hair than me. Right, okay. Uh, see, pre-season friendlies. Playing on dog shit pitches is obviously the worst. Um, the tempo seemed higher in their two games. Does it make a difference when you're playing in nice stadiums against good teams? No, oh, big time, aye. I remember when we played a, we played like a local Spanish team uh, when I was away with Middlesbrough once, and it was a shambles. The pitch was a shambles. See, every time you play like local teams, I know they always want to fight you. And everybody thinks the British ones so are the bad ones. And the local <laughs> referees are a shambles. So it just ends up an after riot. We put we, we actually played my first year at Rangers. On, uh, sorry, my first year at Rangers under Gerard. We went to Marbella. We had like an intra squad friendly, right? So obviously they just got this local referee done. I swear to God, you should have seen the size of the guy for a start. He's about twenty-two stone, right? And his decisions were that bad. That the gaffer just got rid of him. Big game. Well, during the game, during the game. Is that right? You get to fucking gaffers. We actually scored a goal, right? The gaffer blew back for offside. <laughs> and this refs looked a bit like K K. And he, he got he got sacked mid game. It was that bad. But oh, wait, man, we yeah. played. Mate, we played at Wembley. We said okay. Did you? Told the story on Twitter. Old Wembley. I love no new Wembley, mate. Wembley Cup it was, and Modric was playing, mate, and he was a joke, right? And. Uh, 20 minutes ago I was saying to wee Paul McGill on the bench if I got on mate I'm getting Modric's top like he's my hero man what a player mate for 20 minutes I just kept asking Modric if I could get his top <laughs> and see after the game we just won the Wembley Cup and Mowbray's full team talk at the end was and this little all I've ever seen him do was run about asking Mowbray asking Modric for his top <laughs> mate, next week I was saying I'm on the Swindon man <laughs> but, Modric, uh, but I've lost it it's got oh, steam and I've lost it man no way idiot uh, what about any big stadiums you've played in pre-season Kev? Uh... Used to go and play like we would always do like when that, we were at Sunday we would do like the I kind of like a tour of France, Holland, and Spain. And I remember we played Spain and we're in Spain and we played Seville, and they had Vinny Samways. Okay. When he played for Seville at the time, right? And I remember it was Quinny and Kev Phillips up front, and I was just that young player's backup, thinking I'm not going to get a game. Big Quinny's fucking pulled a hammy after 10 I'm thinking It's 40 degrees here in uh-huh. Seville I'm the whitest Scottish guy That Spain's <laughs> ever seen And I'm coming on I thought See after about fucking 20 minutes I was thinking about pulling a hammy I was absolutely <laughs> Breathing out my arse And the span like Seville were, we're amazing They, they were just going Pop, pop, pop And because I was that young player 
try to impress. I'm doing the fucking doggies, chasing after him, thinking, oh, he's working hard, the big man. And I was just, <laughs> all I was doing was running myself at the ground. And Kev Phil's like, what, what are you doing? He says, I'm just trying to impress. Just fucking relax. Like and I think after about 60 minutes, I got hooks. So I came on with a sub in Kamav, and it was just because I was absolutely fucking done. And it was like, did you get sub subbed? I, I, I was fucking done. I'd run myself at the ground. <laughs> See, when you play in the games as well, when it's that hot, and you get so angry if someone goes to the ball, yeah. didn't you? Because you just know you're going to chase it again for the next five, ten minutes in 40 degree heat. Usually I was someone losing. <laughs> <laughs> Shouting at myself. What about the toughest pre-season you've had? Strachan's was hard one. Aye, by far. I don't even need to go any further. Even my medical was hard. What is it? Aye. <laughs> the amount of tests I'd done in my medical. But see, to be fair, it wasn't really Strachan. It was more... Split. I actually done it... So, when we, I'd done my medical at Middlesbrough. They were doing a sprint test. You ever heard of a sprint test in yeah. medical before? So, Strachan comes in. He was like, what's going on here? He's like, oh no, he's doing like sprint test now. He's like, for what? He's like, oh, see how quick he is. And he's like, I'll tell you if he's fast. You on the line, you on the line. Have a race. He's fast. He's no. That's amazing. That's tremendous. Going to say that when it's a fitness test. But like, our first season, we went to, again, we went to, no, it was La Manga we went to, and we trained with Marines for four days. It was horrendous. Marines. Oh, did you? We stacking. And it was one of the ones, now we're like, no day like a group task. And it's shit like going up a mountain, you need to like carry logs and then and then oh, they paired us up carry. as teammates oh, no. and we had to like carry a teammate. Thank fuck then you paired me. <laughs> so you had to carry the Scottish <laughs> middle, isn't it? Scottish middle. Scottish middle. Thank fuck I was with Willow Flood, like sprinting up with Willow. I had Willow and somebody else on your shoulder. <laughs> I was sprinting up with Did Middle need to do that? I think Middle was gone at this point, but thank fuck man. <laughs> Mate, see the Major. older players so they were in a daft man. No. See like no. Lenny Hartson and that, they would they would pull out the first couple of days and just do pre-season with the physios. Ah, no, that man. was the worst though with strike mate, because he used to stand and ball and sh- I oh, don't mind oh, running mate. Were you? Or do it with you. Aye. And he would be you can go faster and then the older boys are saying, Stop being a busy wee bastard. And then no, the manager's telling you to go faster, it's the worst. Being a young kid in pre-season's the worst, isn't it? Aye, 100%. The, the, we we our worst one was either Coventry and the one at Coventry was bad because they had us up at like Six in the morning for the first session. Why did you do that? Just a fat burner. So we met, went, went six o'clock and you went for a half an hour fat burner and then you're allowed to go home and get your breakfast and then you come back in at 10 or 11, I think it was, to do like a, a football fitness type run and then you come back at five at night to do the gym session. So it was like for six till five every day. But the boss one was Billy Brown and fucking with hearts out and Il Choco and the They used to go to Italy, but I think him and Jim liked the scenery up in the mountains, couldn't fucking breathe, there was no air. <laughs> And Billy, we used to, it was only the start of like heart rate monitors. So we'd do the heart rate monitors and the Still physio Alec at the time. We'd be checking everybody was working hard because you couldn't lie. Aye, there's no hiding place. No, no hiding. Heart, so, heart so we were all like fucked, absolutely fucked. And Alec, Billy's at to Alex, so how are they getting on there, Alec, eh? Alex's like, oh, she's they're all fucking working. She's about 140, 150% of the maximum. They're going full out. Oh, fucking, I, I don't think that's working, do you? Yeah, Alec. <laughs> Look at them, they look as though they could go again. Oh. It's like, fuck off, Billy. And Watch Billy was it, like, come on, we'll go and do, the, he used to do this run, and I think like when Hearts won the, the 98 Scottish Cup final with Lockie and that, yeah. Lockie and them used to go eat Choco, and he said, did Billy ever take you in that fucking run up the hill? And Billy would run up this hill and just keep running, you had to keep chasing after and then back down, up this hill, down, up, down. And we'd already done the fucking pre-season, and Billy's <sighs> like, they don't look as though they're doing enough, Jim. Have you ever done Gull and Sands? No. I have once. I think it's fair, that looks bad. The, the, the hills at Gullin look bad enough without hitting to run up them. Have you took you up there? Gary Bowen. Oh. I've that. heard Gary Bowen saying it's tough, mate. Aye, it was. I, I was sick. That, that, that was the worst session I've done, pre-season session. 
But the worst full pre-season was, was striking 100%. Uh, striking just impossible, man. It's, See, when you're talking about up and doing, up and doing, has your arse been up and doing since the jet got back in at hearts? Oh, I phoned the jet, didn't I? I phoned him <laughs> first after a tie. He got the net, was it an Ames on Thursday? Thursday, yeah. I phoned him straight away. Why'd you phone him when you say the same as on? <laughs> I phoned him, he didn't answer me, and then the next day he phoned me, and I was like, oh, here we go. And he's like, I was like, how are you getting on, Jim? I said, that's a, a great move for you, and he obviously... Jim just used to tell you a straightforward answer. He used to give the full run up to how it happened. So from it two after two years, he eventually told me how he got the job. So ah, good for him. I think that's a good appointment for Hearts because he brings experience and um, some of the things he was telling me was actually uh, I was like what. So he'll get in there and sort a few problems out and hopefully Hearts will move forward. What a man! Right, we'll talk about Hibs as well. They've signed a few players. Uh, you're a big fan of the boy Gog- Gogic. Gogic, yeah, he's decent. <laughs> uh, I think he's one that's the foreign player that's came to Scotland, he, he sort of suits the, uh, suits the Scottish game. Like, always done a good job for Hamilton when we played them, picking up setting balls and keeping it tidy. Are you going to steal what I've just told you before the show? <laughs> what, is that what you were going to say? He's <laughs> <laughs> reading your notes. Truth be told, can he remember him? Generally can't remember him, so I've just, I've just gone off what Sai told me. And on the back of that, don't even ask me about the three of them because I've not got a clue who I think he's neat and tidy, Goggett. One second boys play. I, I, did, I, did, I think he'd need a player like that. I think Marvin Bartley used to do it. I think Aye. they need a guy that kind of breaks it up and, and they've, they've, Scotty and they've been one even for the last sort of four or five years where they've always had an attacking threat. Always had an attacking threat. But when we when we played them, we always knew we could get, could get after them and get goals. But I I know the boy Kevin Nisbet. I remember when he was at Party Thistle breaking through and I was impressed with him. I think he made his debut at Party when he was like 17, 18. So I'd imagine he's still young enough. So. Heard good things about him, so I'd imagine he's a good sign. I had uh, Portsmouth for asking me about this bit in the summer. Uh, Stephen had Shrewsbury, so I think quite a lot of teams were after him. Did you say he was shite and that's why he's wet? <laughs> no, I, I thought it was England. He'll, <laughs> be, on scored, a, he'll be on good money, haven't he? Did he score a few goals at the uh, I did. He was uh, just behind Shankland <coughs> in the scoring chart. So, he? in terms of like interest, if you're scoring goals at any league, somebody's going to be interested in you. So, you know, big, Hibs are a big club, so it'll be a tough taste for him getting there, but you never know. He could get in there and he could set the place on fire and away he goes, but. Who knows? Time. I do like the boy Dre Wright. I did the Scottish Cup draw last year with your man McCoist after say like St Johnston, was it? Aye. Dre Wright was the best player on the pitch, I thought. Was he aye? Playing right back, man, he's a right winger. I think Martin Boyle will probably leave in the summer, but Dre Wright, good signing, you remember him? No, I don't. I, I, I remember when we played St Johnston towards the end of the season, I remember there was a young boy that played McCann and he's I did good. the pitch and he played well. He did really well. But uh, I'm not sure if the boy the the boy Dre Wright played that day, but well, you're saying good things about them and I trust your, I trust your judgement in football aye, I do oh, so, to be fair Hibs were in a false <laughs> position last year I know they were loitering near the bottom of the league last year but when you played them you knew they were always better than what was, what was ahead of them so I'm sure that we a few extra signings this year they'll do well supposedly Hearts offered this bit more money than Hibs Kev. did they aye? so it's said in the paper Hearts Hearts, uh, Hearts have always got money because I was looking at the, 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 what do you call it, the, the, the fans association or something like this, the trust, they put in something like 125 grand a month just for fans doing direct uh, edits. The, uh, I, got, I got, like you hear rumours all the time that as well, and it, it was said that they were paying the invoices wages. Uh, Hearts fans 125 trust. grand a month, so to me sometimes that looks like it's maybe going a bit wasted in some of the players that they have signed. Mm. Do you want me to phone Jim for you? I'll give my phone later on tell him you're busy. <laughs> Jim, Jeff, I couldn't imagine Jim Jeff is in a mobile phone, eh? Aye, well, Jim's, Jim's actually, role. I remember when, when we had the heart attack and I phoned, phoned Billy Brown, he says, Jim alright? He says, 
take a lot to kill that big one. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Uh, another deal, Greg Dockery, it looks like you could be going back to Hibs with a swap deal with your man, Kimberry. Who's getting a better deal, Hibs or Rangers? Both, to be fair, because Flo was somebody that last year when we signed him, it was a case of not going to play, probably, probably going to come in as a bit of backup and, and, and add competition to there. But JD got a bad injury and then when JD. he played, and I need to stop saying that now. It's in my head that you're, you're, you're doing that to me. But when every time that Flo came in, they got an opportunity, done really well. Like really well, made an impact in basically every single game. His first start came against What's Braga away. What's he good at? He's mobile for a, for a big guy and he's good with the his feet. So, in the seat, be fair, he's actually a very good trainer as well. Is he? And I, I think that that helped him. That the fact that he trained that well, even though he wasn't getting opportunities, didn't know why not obviously got him the bit. And, and the first game he played him was Braga away. 3 2, obviously, in the first leg. So, it was a big pressure game he played him the first time. And he was, he'd done very well, to be fair. And then Doc, I know he, he never played that many games at Hibs because of obviously what happened with the lockdown, <clears> but I think he was on fire by the time he was there. And I think they were loving his, uh, his impact that he's making on the team. So I think it probably works for both teams because I think Doc, it, I think the hardest position in, to get into the Rangers team is probably midfield. The competition is that, that heavy. So I think it's probably important for him to go mm. and get games again this year. Doc, JD, Flo. <laughs> Love that. I need to get so, called the proper name there. Sounds like a band. Simon. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Dockery is the fittest man in the world for Aye, by far. By far. Mate, I think he was a. He he's was a freak. Under 18s, like. Cross country. Cross country winner or something like that. But it's ridiculous. I, I've Legs never seen and teeth like a Shetland pony, man. Aye, uh, and chest. He's got a chest like that. Aye. Ridiculous. He's, he's ripped to to be fair. Kev, can be a good sign. I've seen Gerard saying that they want another striker in, but who's going to go and. Be third choice at Rangers. I think Cam Berry's perfect. He's happy to go and do that. Well, we talked about him last year, signing. We did say that we thought he was a good a good loan signing because I think he's done well at Hibs, but I think he could do really well at Rangers if he was given an opportunity. Do you? I, I think he could. Right. I, I, for me, I think he can mix it up a bit. Obviously, Andy will know him more than I will in training, but I would imagine he's a big, strong boy. Aye. Uh, but he's good with his feet as well. Aye. I think he's got a bit of... So, I don't want to compare him to some like strikers, but I think he's got a wee bit of guile about him or something. That Go on, could... compare him. Who are you no, going to compare him? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. I want to hear how much you've had to drink this no, weekend. Go on, tell me. Are you comparing it? No, but I think he'd be a good sign. And like you say, with Greg Docker to go in the other way, I think Greg would have been a dream move going from Hamilton to Rangers. No, quite played as many games as he probably like. He just needs to get his career going again and play every week and get people talking about him that way because he's one of them steady eddies every week, isn't he? Like yeah. a 7 out of 10 every week. Regardless, you know what you're going to get. So, But no, I think, like Andy says, it's both for, for both teams. A good good situation for both teams. Okay, brilliant. Uh, Leeds promoted to the Premier League. Your man Belsie's a hero, isn't he? Mate, he never takes that track here. No. He's like that old guy in the bookies that does his tank on trap free every day, isn't Aye. Sits with a pen in the back the But what a hero, mate. Aye, class. I mean... You, you you actually see how the top managers in the world speak about him. Mm. So you obviously he's sort of moulded like your Simeones and your Pep Guardiola's and people like Pochettino. But it was I think it was a surprise to everybody in the first place that even went to Leeds because obviously his CV's that high. Leeds yeah. been in the championship at the time, but we all know how big a club Leeds is. Like, mm. I always felt for my time down there that they were the biggest club that I played against. Mm. Like that, nobody <clears throat> brought a better away following than them. So you knew how big they were going to be and. Who are you going to rather watch, to be fair, them or Bournemouth in the Premier League? Do you know what I mean? Your so, man, Eddie Howe's gone. Thank fuck. You're sticking up for him. <laughs> I know, I'm sticking up for him saying he was a good manager, but I'm just glad that Bournemouth's gone, you know what I mean? 
I we think still do very well in the Massive club in this. Surely they'll spend money on them. Playing at Ellen Road and a buzz. They'll attract big players. I think you you played there. See, I would beat them. I have a dead player. And you, and you played there, Andy. That when that stadium's full and rocking, it's some atmosphere. Ah, yes. They were one of the best teams when I was like playing youth team. They were one of the best teams to play against youth wise because they had like, their youth team was cool. Wow. McPhail, uh, Smith, uh, the Kelly. Was it Gary Kelly? Gary Kelly, Ian uh, Hart. Kelly, Ian Hart. Yeah. Ian Hart. Um, they were unbelievable. Uh, and then obviously that same kind of group of players went to the Champions League semi final. Yeah. And they had Michael Bridges up front. They had um, Big Woodgate at the back. Was it Woodgate? Aye. Mm. Um, Ferdinand, but. Teams dis- they just disappear. How long were they out of the Premier League? Is 16 years. 16, 16 yeah. years. But now they're back. Like, I don't think they will make the mistakes of ever going back into that championship. I think they'll probably spend wisely. They've got a manager there who will, I think he'll buy well. Um, and you might actually end up seeing a completely different Bielsa because now he's in with the big boys and now he might just show the full Bielsa managerial 40. And I think he'll just, um, I think Leeds... Because see, see, the, see the squad they've got the new. Not good enough, is it? They're the not good enough. Like, they're they're, they're, they're a good, good championship team that's won the league, but they're going to need to bring in some flair and a bit of class that's going to take them I, into that next level. I'd hang my hat on them being anywhere between 9th and 14th. I, I, I thought I, you were going to say 9th and 6th, not 14th. No, no, no. But I, I, I think they'll do, do well this year. I think they, they've, they've got the stature to attract big players and with him there yeah. as well. And I, like you said, I think they're going to spend, but. I think the. They'll try this playing out for the back. You're saying it's somewhat an orange. Aye, right? but the, I think the Premier League's going to welcome. They, they'll be buzzing. The TV, everything's going to be buzzing. The fact, even our other teams will be like, fucking they're on a way day to Leeds. Because it's a, it's a massive club. And people up here, some I've read things, people say, hey, how's Leeds a big club? It is a big club. Mm. You need to get in there and play against them or experience a match and you'll understand why it's a big club. That day we won 3 0, manager says. You need to enjoy this. No, every day you win at Ellen Road. Aye. Paul Carrot on the bus in the way him, mate. What a day, man. Aye, I've, I've been scudded there twice. So, not had that feeling. <laughs> I actually think, I think they're still a player suit at the Prem. Do you think so? Aye, I think they're still a player very similar to like a Wolves. Yeah. But I actually think they're probably more quicker on the counter-attack than Wolves. They're not as good as Wolves, obviously. But they're, they're quicker on the counter-attack. So, I think we're better players. I think it will suit them in the Prem. Brilliant. And then, as you say, looks like Bournemouth, who giant Villa as well, gone. Aye. Aye. I think who, who, who's who's the last game the last Norwich are away Bournemouth are basically away Bournemouth are away to Everton Villa play West Ham don't they Aye. I think that could be the one if Villa could get something at West Ham that gives them a Watford's got Watford's got Chelsea and Arsenal is that not right they're, no, they're, two. they're away to, either away to Arsenal but then this game coming up I think they're at home to City City, City aye so it's, it's, it's tough because that goal that did, did Villa no lose a last minute goal last week uh, to draw? Theo, that, mate, if Theo Walcott scores against you, that, that's that right. if Theo Walcott scores against you, but he did, you're done, aren't you? <laughs> that's we it, you may as well get down after that. But, he, still uh, get, he still gets sent to his bed at nine, didn't he? <laughs> 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 but no, it's been a, they've obviously given it a good goal, but um, I don't know. It's it's just it is what it is. It's, it's hard to stay in the Premier League when you're needing three points and you're looking at the fixture list and you think, oh, God. But um, nah, Bournemouth, they've had a good run at it, but hopefully that's the last we fucking see of them. <laughs> they've actually, Bournemouth have actually had the better opportunities with Aye. fixtures to get results or not, uh-huh. and they've just just not done it. Right, uh, Leeds were a subject of a documentary last season. We've got a wee snippet for an upcoming one with Spurs and Mourinho telling his players they need to be <laughs> Love that, innit? But see people outside the football, they think that's like mad and that's... It happens all the time, Except for Scotland, no, because it's a good word in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are a good... <laughs> 
No, my favourite part was the fact that he says, no stupid intelligent. <laughs> that's my favourite and it panned it to the players and somebody in the front row was laughing I couldn't even tell who it was but I see to be fair one thing you see like Mourinho's Chelsea team works yeah. like proper uh-huh. so you could tell like bad refereeing decisions or swarming the ref bad tackles in, in right. somebody's faces so it's hard to see obviously I don't know Tottenham's players I don't know if they're too nice or whatnot. but you can see with his past teams that's how he wants them to be but even like look at Liverpool's team now like they're all, they are all See, like, oh, Robertson, that were referees, see that after the game at Burnley. I think top teams need to be like that, didn't they? I think, I think we, um, we taught them as, it's as if they've just accepted where they got to last year in terms of the, well, the Champions League finally got to, uh-huh. this, aye, and then this season it's not quite worked out, Pochettino got sacked, and it's as if they've just accepted it. You never seen any of them rushing it in the media saying, well, why has he been sacked and stuff? It was just like they accepted he'd been yeah. sacked. Mourinho's come in and will just kind of go with the flow. You don't really hear too much noise. Uh, even like Harry Kane, right? Harry Kane's obviously the top goal scorer in England and, and England is like potentially maybe going somewhere else. But you don't hear much of him saying, oh, we've got to do better or we've got to mm. improve on things. It's just, everyone seems to just kind of fly on the radar with Tottenham. Whereas other big clubs, you hear noise all the time. This is no good enough. That's shite. But Tottenham, maybe that's maybe Mourinho's the man to fucking like, get rid of the, the 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 I don't know what the word is and get me a son mm-hmm. proper. Even Hugo Lloris is your captain for man. Aye, that's the thing. They've it? just not, they've not recruited well. But yeah. well, in fact, I'm saying not recruited. Well, they've not recruited. They? No. Since they've got to the Champions League final, they bought themselves so the boy, the boy Bergwijn. No, and and Dembele who and does Dembele, not give a good player as well. <laughs> yeah, good. He just walks a bit. I he? know. I remember that Burnley game. Remember the Burnley game. If you highlighted it on that Carragher, like. <laughs> I analysed him after the game and he didn't move for 45 minutes. <laughs> Amazing, man. Uh, have you ever played in a dressing room that the boys were just too nice? I don't think so. No, no. I don't think I've either, eh? No. no, I don't think I have, no. We were all just too shy. I think it's just, too nice. I different in Scotland, though, I know, because everybody's, everybody's a character in Scotland, you just feel like. Uh-huh. You've got to have a bit about you, and I just think every team I've played in said that, that sort of group. Every dressing room I think I've ever been in, some, there's some foreigners or some English boys that are quiet, but every dressing room had a Scottish guy Aye. who was just loud as fuck. Yeah. Without fail, didn't matter. Like, I can imagine me Andy Robertson in that Liverpool dressing room fucking getting at everything to everybody. There's a, there's a wee Scottish madman in every dressing room, but nah, I've never come Did across Did you see it. Andy Robertson man, when he was going for the ref after the game? <laughs> the Burnley ref. They sounded quite posh, but you're right. Somebody said it was like that. Have you seen the video of the guy shouting at the bouncers at Oren Moore? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking serpent. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favourite videos. That's why I laughing. It was funny though. You missed everything all day. <laughs> you gave my yellow card in the 95th minute. Oh, brilliant for you, man. Raging. Um, had the can I used to call us chihuahuas, eh? Don't want you to be a chihuahua, I want you to be a Rottweiler. So he used to say every game, too nice, too well. I couldn't imagine that team was too nice. No, you couldn't be with him, mate, because he would slap fuck at you before every game. <laughs> Honestly, you were so raging going out to play. Uh, another guy flying down south, Tierney. Do you know yeah. what I like about Tierney, though? And I said to Stanley before you came in, Kev. He's not doing anything outstanding. He's getting the ball and he's passing it to his winger and he's running around him and he's putting crosses in the box. And then you get 80 million quid, dunderhead, big Maguire, mate. <laughs> Why? That's what I was what thinking the day. Doing, man? I was wait, I was but, hoping to expect the day Sai would turn up and there was an extra paragraph in there or Harry Maguire. I know. But like you say, Sai, what is KT doing differently to what he did up here in Scotland? Nothing. Being a good defender, isn't Just he? Just being a good defender. He's he, when he gets an opportunity to go forward, he does. He puts in great, like to me, he puts in quality crosses. He, yeah. he, when 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 I was doing like, my B license, 
Andy Millen that was t- doing the sessions, he used to say a good thing, and I'm saying it here, make defenders defend. So like when when you're going down the wing, see this coming back, turning and passing it back in, just cross it, make defenders defend. Nah, if you make them defend all the time, time, eventually they're going to make a mistake or you're going to get a striker who gets across the, the defender. He does that. Kiantini for me gets to a point where he just puts balls in for everywhere and if he, like very rarely does he ever come back and get to somebody else. He will try and do that himself. He's defending his second to none in a back three behind him that's a shambles or was a shambles a couple of weeks ago they've improved a wee bit but he's just doing things that are simple yeah. and and sometimes football is just a simple game too many people try and complicate like Harry Maguire he's doing this running and delivering why oh don't you just pass God. that back to De Gea because yeah. De Gea would just kick that up the park first time anyway whereas he's t- he wants to look like Baresi or fucking Maldini coming at the back like a maestro. He's not, he's not going to be there. It was that bad as well that Matic actually dropped deep to get on the ball and he ran into Matic. And they ran into him. Yeah. They played a one-two. Would it even known it? I'm waiting on for that video coming on in the, the, the social media where they play that fucking Benny stupid Hill. music, Benny Aye. Hill music, because that's what it was. But for me, Tierney, it took a wee bit to settle in and a few injuries, but now, like, there's a move on the cards. Yeah. There's a move. Like, they're talking about Man City buying Chilwell. Is it Chilwell? Yeah, Chilwell. Kieran Tierney's better than Chilwell to go to Man City. You think? Oh, absolutely. I'm nice. I think Tierney's a top player. Top. Like, the, the best players just do the simple things really well, didn't they? That's what we spoke about before the, obviously before we started recording. That, like, I, I, I think Andy Robertson's the top three best left-backs in the world. Mm. And that's because of what you've said, that he just does everything simple. Right. And then in the right areas, he'll, 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 yeah. he'll try and create. And he's, he's, he's probably one that he 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 sort of he sort of starts the press for Liverpool a lot of times as well. Yeah. But you actually see him as a left back, high pressing, winning balls. He's linked up with Manny on the left hand side. And how many how many assists he had in the last two seasons at Premiership? Mm. And then obviously with Tierney went in. It was unfortunate from the had an injury at the start, but it looks as if he's made a difference to the Arsenal team since he's been in. And again, it was just doing the, doing the simple things and, and playing when he needs to. Now for Robertson's posh, quite posh rant, what about Tierney like that after the game? Somebody says he was doing it to Mossy. Mossy was there for that game, wasn't he? Because Mossy's in the same crew as Nigel Winterburn, supposedly. Oh, and he says to me, you'll never be Winterburn. <laughs> 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 That's what Arsenal need to do, it? Like, even David Luiz, like, I thought he was brilliant on Saturday, wasn't he? It, it, see, it, see, when he does right. things simple, he looks like a great player. See, when he starts trying to. 95% of the games I watch Arsenal, I'm, for the full game, I'm saying, how good is he on the ball, David mm. Luiz? And then that 5% is just a mistake every game. But I you watch him, him and he's on the ball. He's phenomenal. Defensively, he can be faultless, and then for five minutes of the game, he's giving you two chances. Mm-hmm. Literally, <laughs> uh, that's that's why he's obviously had the criticism he has. But he's an unbelievable player. What about your twin? Even loves Tierney. Who's that? Pierce Morgan. Pierce Morgan. <laughs> twin. <laughs> Pierce Morgan, Fanny. Um, <laughs> uh, no, Pierce Morgan. I well. How much note you like about Kieran Tierney? Seriously, I know, I know. we obviously did the head tennis thing with the Celtic boys and the Rangers boys, and everybody was signed. But how down to earth is he? Yeah. Like he just hasn't forgotten where he's came from, what he's achieved in the game, and very, very humble. And I think that maybe in the Arsenal dressing room might actually rub off on some of them down there that yeah. think they're beyond themselves. I think that he is this wee humble guy bouncing into uh, the stadium with a Tesco bag with a toothbrush and the, nah, that was, the shower that was gel. Nah, that's the kind of things I would have done. See if I couldn't find... Nah, but you have been full of food, no? Ah, anyway, <laughs> a, couple of, a couple of digested biscuits. That was a ritual of mine at Sunday night. Nice again, get ready, then go up and sit the tea lady and a week cup of tea and three or four digestives to dip in and then I get to do the warm-up. <laughs> Tremendous, mate. But, 
What I want to say, what was I going to say there? Two minutes. I want to ask. Oh, this is it, right? Uh, a guy that we've no mentioned a lot who is ripping it up as well doesn't even get mentioned. Stuart Armstrong. Southampton flying, mate. For me, Armstrong could get a move again. I think. Aye, definitely. He's a uh, somebody that's a lot more talked about. Greg Dockett with his engine. Mm. He's probably going to be right up there. And uh, playing against them, which I have, you can, it's hard to play against people yeah. who've got that energy that are just constantly diving, making runs in behind, and, and you can see that's how he scored the amount of goals he scored back in Scotland and then obviously some of the, the Premiership goals because he's just got that knack of timing in the box and Southampton I think actually looked good very team. good under this manager especially over the last sort of three four months and, and the sort of the link up him and, and Danny Ings has got has is, is, is been good seen Harry Redknapp saying that like the standard in the Premier League is not what everyone thinks it is he says that he thinks a lot of boys in Scotland could go and play there do you agree with that? I definitely I've always said that because you know yourself when you're when you're training with your teammates that are maybe the thought of highly by other people, but you personally think he's not that good. He's good, but he's not that good. Yeah. And then you see sometimes some of your teammates in the Premiership will get a move and they'll go and do things. You think, fucking hell, man! How did he? I, I always look at guys like Harry Kane, right? When he was went away and loan early doors, never done it much, did he? And he was very, very yeah. average. And and I think a lot of there's not many players come out of the Premiership going loan and actually stick out because it's totally different. Whereas in the Premiership, you're surrounded by Every player's a good player, so it makes you better. And then when you go to a different team that's not got as many good players, it becomes harder. So for me, could a lot of Scottish players? Absolutely, but it's just getting that opportunity side. Mm. If you look at any Scottish player that's been down there in recent times, if you go for like Andy Robertson, best left back in the, the world, Kieran Tierney, number two best left back in the world for me, Van Dyke. Van Dyke. But if I'm talking about Scottish people, oh, Scottish, sorry, right? John McGinn, yeah, another know. one, Armstrong, went down, Snoddy. The, none of them's looked to a place. No. They're all having their own. So what's the difference? The difference is that they've had a chance. They've had a chance, yeah. but they're playing with, they've got maybe a squad of 16 to 20 very, very, very good players around them. Whereas in, in Scotland, each team, whether it be Celtic or Rangers or other teams, they've got four or five really, really exceptional players. Four or five in the middle of the road and then the rest make up the squad. Yeah. I think that's the difference. It's who you're playing with. Mate, see, when I was doing there, I used to love see FA Cup games. You play Premier League teams. Right. You get so much time the on the ball. You, you, you think, I'm actually a decent player, and then you go and play Walls all the way and you're absolute horseshit, man. Do you know what I mean? Because it was just you, you somebody took, on you. That comment right out of the mouth. Like, I've played, obviously, the Chelsea game, played Man City and Friendly, so played uh, Swansea. Played, like, I played six or seven Premier League teams, and every time we've played them, that's exactly how you felt. Aye. You feel as if you've got more time in the ball. Uh -huh. feel as if you've actually got. It's not even composure, it's just time to make up your mind. Nobody's really. Put, I don't know if it was just because it was the cup, and that's the way, but. And then, like you said, you'll go and play Walsall on a Tuesday, and you're just fighting for second I'm balls, and, and you've got a split second on the ball, you're just trying yeah. it in behind. It's just. <laughs> Sorry before you move on, That's we it. talk about the Premiership being fast paced and how quick it is and all that. I, I, I never ever thought it was. No. I used to, as a striker, in, when I was out in loan, every time that ball came up to you, I was thinking, oh fuck, who's going to come through the back of me the other day? And it was always constant, take a touch, next thing you were tackled. But seeing the Premiership, we always felt like, well, give me the ball, I'll take a touch. Yeah. I lift my head and I'll see where I'm laying it off. I just always thought it was, and it's not as fast paced as what people think. That's why I think if you brought, say, um, 
if an Everton and Aston Villa are up here and played against a say fucking Rangers. like Aberdeen, Hibs or whatever in a friendly they would find it tough yeah. right? well because Aberdeen I mean, played Burnley not that long ago didn't they and they, they gave them a game a right, right good game mm-hmm. don't get me wrong good players create space and time for themselves Aye. but I don't think the pace in the Premiership is what people make it no, no. the pace up here is quicker 100% 100 mile the pace in the Championship is quicker uh-huh. no, no doubt Yeah. right okay uh, five subs Premier League announced to be five subs load of rubbish for me hopefully it doesn't Why? come in up here because it, it suits the bigger teams doesn't it but does it though I think so. I th- I don't know why people are complaining about it. See that. when I'm a sub, I don't want to come on. Man. See the thing see is, see now there's five subs, there's more chance of me coming up. Exactly. <laughs> but but see no, but see what I don't get right. How many times do you hear managers and pundits in England talk about the schedule and how demanding it is on players, and then no, they point. finish the season, then they go away playing international, and it's like, this gives obviously more of a chance for rotation and, and flexibility and resting players. And and see the thing is, we're, we're touching on young players getting a chance. Surely that gives them a better chance with five subs. Wow! I'll tell you something. You've changed my mind. Uh, tell you what, though. See the right. five Talk subs. Either. I would like the five subs to two of them have to be a set of, a, of a certain age. age. Under, that would help uh, the younger boys be on the bench, give them a bit of experience. I would like that to come in. So three, have your is it seven subs you're allowed, but you can put on five, or is it? Aye, uh, still, uh, still, still seven subs, isn't it? Aye. Yeah. So have like out of the seven, have maybe say three that've got to be under twenty-one. Um, but for me. I, I would be buzzing with that because see when you're doing the contract negotiations you're fucking flinging in appearance money you have a chance of getting on with five subs I, I, see, I, on it's that, important no, on you go, on you go mate. I think it's important as well they're talking about it still stays with three time slots because if, if you can make five subs and you can make them all at different times then it's just completely slowing down the yeah. tempo of the game yeah. but if it's still in the same time slots then I think it's fine do you uh, were you ever on the bench when it was that under 21 rule? No, no, I should have played Scotland for that. Oh, role. mate, we used to get on the bench for under 21 rules, like 1200 quid a win bonus. Aye. And Tony Mowbray used to mention it before every game. Eh? We all know that there's kids here that shouldn't be on the bench, but they're here and I'm sitting there like that. Did he actually? <laughs> I used to say it all the time, mate. That's bang it, man. I wasn't bothered to me. Nah, I know, but still, uh, uh, do we expect like, your yeah. manager to see it? I know. <laughs> I, I, I actually do, like mate. Um, but five subs, imagine like your fifth sub coming on. I know, but. Like, Everyone, like you're saying, that it could suit like bigger clubs, be bigger squads, but it's, it's there's a small percentage of games where you actually say he came on and made a difference. Because uh-huh. I think as a sub, I'll, I've always said I think it's harder to come on to a game than, than oh. when you're starting. The thing is, surely, horrible, you, mate. surely, surely <laughs> you're putting games. five subs on, it's going to upset the kind of tempo and rhythm of the game for your team. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you you're thinking, you know, he's coming subs. on, he's just Imagine getting all that information on the iPad at the side of the, t- the, the, the five park times. five times. That's no I wanted to ask you, see yesterday, what about Solskjaer changing his team for the FA Cup semi-final? I know. Boys have been off for three months, man. And Martial's probably arguably been the form player in the Premier League. And it doesn't start. Ollie's just no... Um, Ollie's Do you know what else was annoying me? When his collar was just tucked in and when he was tucked out the whole game. I still see the bit of you. It must have been something today, mate. Obviously, just the way they wanted to set up tactically, because they were obviously went to the three at the back. I don't know if it was something in his head to stop Chelsea with Daniel James's pace or something, but you don't drop somebody that scored six goals in seven games for a semi final. Daniel James is another one, he top and tails with Theo Walcott, didn't he? He's he looks him, rapid, uh, but too nice, mate. So, see, see, because you were quite a sub quite a lot last year, I'll ask you, would you like the five sub roles in Scotland? I would love it. Would you? Nah, yeah, I played about. 15 games last year, five sub rolls. I might think I got pushed up to 16, 17. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Right, last wee bit, Clive Tiles. What's his name? Tilsley. Tilsley. I'm sorry, right? What's he then? Mate, he's been the commentator for 25 years. You've had your go. 
The thing You've is, got two he, tennis balls in your cheeks. <laughs> when he was doing the rant, I was thinking, fucking hell, that's a shame he's been sacked. Then he turns around, but I'll stay on his number two. two. Uh, and I thought, you've not even been sacked and you're slagging off your employees. Mate, players leaving, they didn't say a word. This guy's a commentator, man. It's like Mossy having Mossy on his boots. Uh, what? Clive's uh, banging out a video. Who's doing the video? His he's, missus? He's done a, he's, he's, he's had the hump big time, hasn't he? I, I, I didn't even see the story. I only seen oh, the video. Man. And then I just like, he's had obviously he talks about it, so you end up knowing what it's about but it was a weird one it's something that you've never seen before but you would say like somebody like him you do associate his voice with like international like ITV football mm-hmm. but Clyde don't give a fuck right? <laughs> 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 I'm glad you say that I could not fucking he's always talking England up as well isn't he uh, annoys me man I couldn't give a fuck about international football either <laughs> I, I would actually... never watch an international friendly would you not know? nah. nah. would you rather speak Me to this isn't it Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's talk of uh, replacement and front runner, Tom the commentator. Do you know what? I'm going to ask you, have you got a, fam- a favourite commentator? I, I, do, I do like Martin Tyler. Love I always him. think he's synonymous with English Premiership. When you yeah. hear his voice, there's something quite soothing. You already mind him being your grander or something, you know what I mean? But I just think that um, for me, it would take me. It would definitely need to be Martin Tyler. Um, Andy Gray, I just always thought he exaggerated everyone a wee bit too much and I, I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't okay. stomach him. And then what do you call him, the guy that was on the FIFA, he used to be the, like the commentator over the FIFA computer game, John, Mo- John Watson? Oh, John, John Watson, Watson. Uh, I didn't like him, BBC. He was like the English version of Doogie Donnelly. <laughs> Carpet rug <rugged. laughs> Um But no, I, I liked I, I like Martin Tyler. I don't think there's any. What about Ian Crocker? I like Ian Crocker, man. I I, I think he's decent as well. Ian Crocker's good, man. Uh, Ian Crocker's all right. Davy Proven. Imagine Slaney was here right now. <laughs> We're talking about Davy Proven. Monday night football is my favourite games, man. See, like just see the Neville Carragher analysis, like and the, the, the way they go at it with each other. I look forward to it every week. Yeah. But uh, same as you, Martin Tyler. Brilliant. Did you hear Martin Tyler slaughtering Alan Smith's accent the other day? No. <laughs> he actually came to Alan Smith, done his mad accent. Wait till you hear this one, why? Do you know who Alan Smith is? I know he is. Martin Tyler in his old age, he's just caning boys, eh? He was caning Neville as well. What a guy. What, he's who, like 70 odd now. Who's the worst? The worst. Sla- oh. I, I sent Slater these questions. He said, Sla- slaughter, slaughter Craigan. <laughs> <laughs> I hear, to be fair, I. I don't mind Big Craig's, but he is... I think Craig's alright on him, mate. I, I think I he's just, an honest opinion, that. It's just that Northern Irish accent where he tries to, like, um, aggressively enhance everything he says. Oh, he's got to... Oh, just no. The other one, remember last year, two years, or a wee while back when, I think it was like a World Cup or a Euros, and they gave Phil Neville a couple of games. Oh, Neville, he's hard work. Mate, I just, put the, I just put the kids in front of the telly and they put them to sleep. Nah, Saul Campbell. Do you see Saul Campbell? Aye. I've heard stories about Saul Campbell as a person, I know. Just weird. Mate, they were asking him questions and he <laughs> about Oxley Chamber and he went, yeah, he's a good guy. So <laughs> <laughs> miles off it, man. I would say with you though, Martin Keown, I don't think it's great. Oh, Keown's uh, terrible, Martin mate. Martin Keown's not great. Terrible. What about good, who's good in Scotland? Tom yeah. does all right. Kevin Thompson now when he's Tom on the co-coms. Tom was good. Tom was good. I, I, I think I raised decent people might have different views, but I think I raised good. That's because you've got the same... Same what? Well, it's been tremendous as usual. Super. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers.
You hold a crisp green apple in your palm. You take a bite and the first fresh crunch bursts into sweetness. The flavour lingers and the sensation is delicious. We've brought colour to this feeling with Kerry Pippin, one of 28 new contemporary colours inspired by Ireland. Visit colourtrend.ie to find and support your local stockist. Colour Trend, an Irish company proudly crafting paint since 1953. Isn't it curious that every member of your family has a different voice? That a baby can recognise their mother's voice from inside the womb? That identical twins have the exact same vocal cords but usually don't sound similar? And teenagers can sense the tone of their dad's voice when he says, I'll think about it. Even over WhatsApp. I'll think about it. Let your family follow their curiosity with unlimited data when you bring everyone's plans together on Vodafone's multi-mobile red family plan. Get a third plan for only €15 per month. 12-month contract, €15 per month. Max speed, 10 megabits per second. Applies when you add red unlimited SIM only as a third plan with red family. See Vodafone.ie for full terms. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gays wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 